What the hell is the name of this song? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another fascinating edition of Ballsy. We hope it's fascinating. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn. And uh, Evan Grant is not with us today. Uh, he, he was with us for the baseball podcast, not for our NBA slash Mavericks podcast. Joining us today on the phone, our good pal making his Ballsy debut, Eddie Sefko. Guys, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to be uh, to be uh, uh, making my virginal appearance. I was going to ask you to be uh, be gentle, but uh, actually, I kind of like it rough. So bring it on! Wow! Oh my! Already, Eddie, you have gone over the edge uh, in your in your. Uh, I'll, I'll just say this: well, podcast debut. We, we did a po- uh, podcast with Evan Grant earlier on the Rangers. He he had his maverick opinions flying fast and furious. So you want to drop in anything on the Rangers? Feel free to do so. I think they need more pitching. <laughs> there you go. There you well, go. There you go. You're right on board with everybody else. <laughs> well, then. we could have summed up the whole the whole Ranger podcast. And you probably got sentence. as much expertise as, as Evan does. So that that's good. All right. Uh, so uh, last week, Eddie and I were on the uh, Sports Day on Air, Ooh, uh, cross, uh, Fox Sports cross Southwest. Promotion cross here. promotion, yeah. And we both talked about the fact that why in the world would Kevin Durant want to go to Golden State? Why in the world would he want to do that? Well, apparently for the Mavericks, a good thing he did because all of a sudden all the dominoes fall in place for the Mavericks. That's well, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're still not. You're still not sure, Eddie. Well, let's think about this for a second. Uh, the Mavericks got shot down, uh, you know, unceremoniously in free agency. Hassan Whiteside didn't want to come here. Mike Conley didn't want to come here. Okay, that's the bottom line. Those were the two targets. Eddie, so there, they, they, there's no news there that the Mavericks got shot down no free agents. <laughs> but, but now, okay, so this team has always been pretty good about recovering in, 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 at, uh, it, you know, at the sign of adversity. So they go out and they get Andrew Bogut on a song. They get, get him for basically nothing. And, uh, and then uh, they, go, they go out and sign Harrison Barnes, and that comes in uh, and falls into their lap. And those are two decent players. However... I would contend that uh, Harrison Barnes and Chandler Parsons are, is a wash, at, at, and, and you know uh, maybe not even that. I don't know, but Andrew Bogut, Zaza Pachulia, same thing. They're the same same caliber of player. So has the Mavic, have the Mavericks really improved themselves right now? I don't think so. I think they're the same team. And by the way, Ray Felton paid pretty good for this team last year, and, and he's going to be probably out the door. So. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sold on the, all this. Uh, oh, the Mavericks salvaged things and did real well for themselves. I don't know about well, that. It's, it's all relative. I think people expected the worst, and so when they came up with, uh, yeah, listen, I, I, I had every confidence that the Mavericks would would end up with a team that's very similar to the one that just left. You know, uh, because I, I, I was not a big Chandler Parsons fan for a number of reasons, uh, and and I, I agree with you. Harrison Barnes is not necessarily an upgrade there. He's what two or three years younger than Chandler. Is that does that sound right? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, three years younger. Three years younger. So uh, Barnes is 24 years old. But the, my problem with this whole development was, okay, you went out and got a guy, Harrison Barnes, who, who may end up being a very good player. We don't know. You know, he was surrounded by some great players in Golden State. And so, you know, you know it's easy to look good in that. You're, you're not getting a lot of attention here because everybody's paying all attention to, to, the, to the Splash Brothers. So – uh, can he come in and, and take a bigger role uh, you know, with the Mavericks? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know, my point all along was I, I, I was fine with them bringing back Darren Williams. I was fine with them bringing back Zaza Pachulia or some uh, reasonable facsimile of that. Uh, and they do have a reasonable facsimile. And they do have a reasonable facsimile of that. But then, you know, what my point was I wanted to see Justin Anderson play. I wanted him to throw him out there. And, and, and look, this is a team – that's not even even with the team that they have now with Harrison Barnes and and and, uh, and Bogut, this team is not going to be any better than it was last year, right? I mean, you, you know, it'll be a, a fringe playoff team. They'll if they get in the playoffs, they'll be eliminated in the first round. Uh, I, I guess there's some value in that only to only for me if Justin Anderson is getting a lot of minutes and you find out. Is the guy a keeper or not? Is he going to play it now? Well, now he's going to be sitting behind Harrison Barnes. How much time is he going to get? Well, I, I agree with all of that, and and they they, you know, they will find time for for Justin. I think that's a that's a given. Whether they have to do it at at some small forward, I mean, it's a, yeah, some shooting guard, excuse me, and 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 splitting time at small forward. Uh, you know, I also think what what this team is banking on uh, is is Wesley Matthews having a, a vastly better season than he had last year. The first half of last year was a was a was a wipeout for 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 Matthews because he wasn't healthy yet. Right. He tried to play. He tried to tried to play through, and he and he did. And and to, you know, props to him for that. But he's not uh, he's not that kind of player. He's going to be a much better player this year. At least he better be because that's uh, he said that he expects to be much better. And the Mavericks said that they meant they expect him to be much better. So if that happens, then you've got a you know a, a, an upgrade at that spot. Um, and you're right, Justin Anderson. You know, either he's got got a little something or he doesn't. And uh, you know, the time is going to come quickly. I'm glad I'm glad he's at the summer league. He's going to go out to Vegas with the summer team. He needs to go out there and dominate, get a feel for being kind of a you know the man in a, a, a in a smaller on a smaller pond. You know, the big fish. So do that and see if he can get this thing, get some confidence, get this thing rolling. And if he can, then you, you know you move along. It, well, it, it, you mentioned Wes Matthews. Uh, is now other than Dirk. You know, playing for what nine million dollars or whatever it was, which is ridiculous. Uh, is that the best money the Mavericks have spent in the last ten years is on West Matthews? Well, it looks pretty good now because all these crazy contracts that are going out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean it's not a bad contract. Uh, you, I mean, if you wanted to trade West Matthews sometime along the way, I don't think you'd have a problem because his his contract fits right in now. Is even a little low for. What some of these other players are getting. I mean, Dwight Powell's going to get nine million a year. I mean that, and that's you know good for him. But I mean, he's still pretty pretty unproven to be throwing that kind of money at. But the thing so, I like about Wes Matthews, though, he's at least he's a two way player. You know, and, oh yeah, and and, the, and he's a really good guy in the locker room. So you're getting a lot of good. I mean, they got some good guys in the locker room, but the guys always have deficiencies of some sign. And, and last year, you know, uh, Matthews' shot was just terrible. But I have to believe that was because of the the injuries, and and the, that once he gets that back, then he becomes to me a very valuable player to build these uh, with these young guys. Yeah, and I mean he, he's an asset. You know, he's is he is he a, is he a franchise player? No, but he's a cornerstone that you can build on 
And if you've got him, uh, you know, you know, you've probably got that position taken care of. You know, I, you don't need you don't need something else. But it, you know, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what what Justin can do this year. All right, here we are, July fifth. There's still moves to be made. Has the rest of the Western Conference improved or uh, come back a little to the Mavericks? Uh, Oklahoma City, are they, are they going to be as good a team no. this year? Of course not. Okay. Of course not. So, you know? so is that, is that what the Mavericks So here's the thing. You made the best team. The, you made the best team even better. Well, they weren't going to catch they weren't going to catch the Warriors. No. Anyway, but are there You eliminated are, one of the contenders. Right. Have you eliminated are, are the Rock are the Rockets going to be as good next year? I'm asking. Okay. If you want me to run down Go yes, run them down, Eddie. Run them down for us, Eddie. That's why we're the paying Western, you. The Western Conference always gets better. However, there are certain teams that obviously are slipping. Houston is slipping. Uh, Oklahoma City obviously is going to slip. Now, you know, and they might slip a lot because they've got a real hard decision to make with, with Westbrook. I mean, uh, everybody just assumes now he's going to walk next year for nothing. So I can't see him say, I can't see Sam Presti letting that happen. But, uh, Minnesota, arrow pointing way upward. New Orleans, way upward. Utah, upward. Memphis. Portland, Portland, upward. Memphis, uh, yeah, but at some point those guys are going to get a little older and a little slower and a little, you know, those two big guys can't keep doing what they've been doing. But, you know, they have, so, yes, Memphis is going to be in the mix. To me, I think there's three teams at the top of the West. There's Golden State, clearly number one. Golden, uh, San Antonio, clearly number two. And then the Clippers, somewhere down there, miles below in number three. So after that, you've got about, I think, eight or nine teams that you can just put in a put in an envelope and draw names out, and you might be right on where they finish four through twelve. Uh, how surprised were you by the Durant signing? Um, I was. I, I thought he was going to stay in Oklahoma City for a year and then and then go at it next year. But but you know what? We, what we didn't consider, or what I didn't consider, was maybe he looked at the landscape and said, "Hey, wait a minute. Next year, there's." 47 prime free agents out there. There's a bunch. All the point guards are free agents. There's a bunch of good big men. He's sitting there looking. This year, I'm I'm cashing in. I'm I've got the pick of the litter. I can go wherever I want. Well, do, do so, you think do you think he had some? There's some conversation too with Westbrook. He sat down and said, hey, Russ, uh, Russell, you think you're coming back? Westbrook said no. And so why hang around? But he's got a one year option on the deal. I mean, here's the thing. To me, this was a no brainer. After you look at the contract, I wasn't thinking about it as being uh, a one year with an option or two years with, with an option after the first year, a player option. So, I mean, this is nothing. I mean, he goes to the Golden State and he, and he you know, I, I think Kevin looks at this like, look, he, we talked about this the other day on the TV show. He's been hurt a little bit, right? And he's had some, had some injury issues here. Who knows how much longer he's going to be in his prime? I, I looked at it like initially, like like Stephen A. Smith, who said, "Oh, how weak this is! It's the weakest movie they've ever seen of a superstar. You're leaving in your prime to go play for another team, and you're, and you're not even the the big wheel on that team. You know, there's a, there's a guy there who's a better player than you are. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a better player. Well, I, I, I would say probably he is right now. Uh, I'd have a hard time. I think Durant's great. Don't get me wrong. I just think that maybe right now that uh, you know that Curry might be a little bit better. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. So if Red Smith comes in and suddenly becomes the league sports columnist at the Dallas Morning News, you're going to tell me he's not the number one guy? 
<laughs> Red Smith's dead, and he'd still be the number <laughs> he'd one guy. Still be the number one guy. Yeah. Well, here, here's the, here's the thing about that. You know, we we criticize guys for saying, "Oh, you're just going for the money." I I think he really is taking this. Obviously, he's getting a lot of money, but he would have gotten a lot of money no matter what. Uh, he he's taking this deal. To, to try to guarantee I'm going to get me a title next year. We were the, the the Golden State was so close this year. I put them over the top. We win a title, and now now I can oh, do whatever I want to do. Oklahoma City was close this year. You know, oh, they're not, as, but they're not as good as. as but uh, they were close. They, they, they were had close. Three closeout games over Golden State. But didn't I, they? but I can't wait for the. If there was ever going to be a team that was going to pull that off, it was Golden. It was Golden State. Didn't you think? Yeah, I'd like to hear what Eddie thinks. Well. First of all, I'd, I'd contend that Oklahoma City was right there just as close to this championship this, this past season as Golden State was. Thank they had know. them down 3-1. They had them down 3-1. Come on. They were dominating that series, and they had Golden State shaking. They had Draymond Green completely flustered. They had all that thing going on. Now they blew it. Now, do you chalk that up and say, oh, man, we just can't beat these guys? Or do you say, you 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 know, tie on your chin strap a little tighter and say, Hey, we're going to come back firing. We're going to beat those son of the guns next year. I mean, I think I do kind of believe this is the can't beat them, join them mentality. I've never been a big fan of it. Uh, we saw the, the classic uh, illustration was was Carl Malone when he left the Jazz to chase the title in L.A. and we know how that worked out. So you know, I don't know. There's no guarantees, and and sometimes the hoop gods play crazy tricks on people like this. Well, I don't think think you're you're absolutely right. There's no reason to say that they will win it this year. I I think their chances are pretty good, but I don't like OKC's chances after they traded Serge Ibaka. You know, we I I know all the experts say, oh, that's a genius move by by Oklahoma City because you know is by a pretty good GM. uh, Yeah, by a pretty good GM that because you know Ibaka's numbers are going down. Those rim protectors aren't as important as they used to be. It's better to have that stretch. You, know, you want to get the guy outside and blah, blah, blah. And that was, of course, you can make the argument that's one of the reasons why Ibaka's numbers were going down, blocks and, and things like that, because they were pulling him away from well, the they basket. Had other, and they had the rim protection. Well, and they were asking him to do other things as well. So, you, you know, to me, I'm not sure they would have been as good either. Even if Durant had come back, I'm not sure they would have been as good. Well, First of all, I mean, you've got Ennis Kenner sitting back there who can take a lot of those Baca minutes, and I think he's pretty darn good. Uh, you know, they, they've got they've still got a, a really good team. I mean, they could still finish fourth in the West with no with not too much imagination. I mean, the, Russell Westbrook's going to be an MVP or very close. Yeah, to he'll score fifty points a game, won't he'll, he? He'll show Mark Cuban that he's a superstar. I think. Yes, he yeah, will. Right. Yes, yes, he will. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they kissed and made up and suddenly, uh, you know, next year at this time they're all lovey-dovey and, and, and uh, hey, Russell, why don't you come down to Dallas? <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, of course that's what he'll try to do. But let me ask you this, Eddie. I think, isn't this a perfect example? Here's Kevin Durant, who went to college for one year, but at the University of Texas, and who's been playing in Oklahoma City. It's not exactly, you know, L.A., right? And and where does he go? He goes to Golden State. Uh, I, is there a player in the NBA? Is there a player? Um, I'm, I'm talking about a, a marquee franchise player who would come to Dallas right now. Well, first of all, let me just interject one thing. Is this another indication of why you should never trust a Longhorn? Uh, <laughs> where, where, I don't know. Where, where, said said a Mustang. Said an oh, SMU an Mustang. SMU Mustang said yeah. that. Not, not, wow. that there's any, not that there's any Southwest Conference hate left over from my SMU <laughs> oh, days. Oh man. Not that. Man, uh, they, they never no, forget I, those I, things. There, 
is there a superstar that would come? Yeah, I do. I do think there is. I mean, it it may not be the guy you think. It might be Derrick Rose next year. We all know the New York thing is going to blow up. It always does in New York, so that's not going to work. So next year he'll be free agent. He'll be looking for a place if he's healthy. You know, play, players like that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I was listening to you know to several of the shows uh, on on uh, you know over the weekend, and, and everybody's in agreement. Sooner or later, somebody's going to say. I'm going to take Dallas' money. You know, Mark Cuban's throwing a big bunch of money at me. I'm going to take it. Somebody's going to do that sooner or later. They're not going to go O for the next decade. Will it be in our, uh, our lifetime? Well, he just said. No, yeah, it'll be. It, it, it'll, well, it'll certainly be in our, in our kids' lifetime. <laughs> wow, so, that's uh, nice. Or will it be Dirk's lifetime? Dirk's play, <laughs> playing lifetime. Well, that's a, that's the question. Nobody knows the answer to that. But, but I think the two-year deal that he got uh, – is going to be important. I mean, I think people will see that next year, and and he'll he'll have options too. Then uh, you know the Mavericks are out there and have pro- shown promise, and and Harrison Barnes works out, and Justin Anderson looks like his arrow is upward. Then you know, then all of a sudden, you, hey, Dirk can go out with a you know next to uh, you know whoever Chris Paul, pick a name, and then you know then it looks a lot better on your finished product and your resume than Kobe Bryant going out with a sixty point game on a twenty win team. Do you think that there are players out there who want, and, and this is nothing against Dirk, but do you think that there are players out there thinking, man, I would love to play with Dirk Nowitzki? These days, I don't know if they'd love to. I think they, they, they would consider it a, a, an honor and, a, and, a, and a, you know, something that you know, they, they'd like to do. But um, you know, I don't know if there's out there out there saying, he's the guy I want to go team with. Because right. he's only going to be here two more years. Right. I mean, let's face it. He's not, he's not going to go on forever. No, but you know you don't. Some days, sometimes maybe you're, you know, looking at your, at your own self and saying, "Hmm, I can team with him in his last year. I can get kind of a little piece of his legacy. Then I'm the man." You know, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I think there's some some you know, allure there, maybe, uh, or maybe I'm just doing being a little too Pollyanna about it right now. Doesn't 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 the Durant desertion? Of Oklahoma City, there the desertion of Oklahoma City put a spotlight more on Dirk's loyalty to Dallas. Well, there's only there will only end up being three guys who play 20 years, all with the same franchise. Kobe did it. I fully believe that Tim Duncan's going to do it, and Dirk's going to do it. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty highbrow company right there. And you know, I think there's no way anybody can can you know, take anything away from Dirk. He's gonna, he, he's all, all that anybody could ever want in a superstar face of the franchise. And that's end of subject. Since you, since you brought absolutely, up, since you brought up the Spurs, what do you think the feeling down in San Antonio was uh, over the Durant uh, desertion? Well, they desertion. they knew they were very much long shots in that in that race. So uh, I don't think there was a lot of surprise down there. I, I do think fans down there are a little bit. Um, antsy. They'd like to see some movement. They'd like to see something happen. They think the Pau Gasol thing is is going to work, but uh, you know, and if that happens, then that's a, that's a pretty good get. You know, that that makes. Him I think he fits them perfectly, doesn't he? Well, he, he, yeah, his his style. Uh, you know, as long as he and 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 he and Pop, I can't see any way that doesn't work. I mean, they they'll get together fine. And uh, you know, last year. That's all it was. I think it was like sixteen and twelve. I mean, we forget how good a player he still is. 
All right, let me let me just run this past you on the because I know we all have a lot of fun uh, poking fun at Mark Cuban uh, for his inability to to find a uh, a great marquee player for this a uh, free agent for this team. Uh, but you know, I have to say, uh, I, I, I maybe he put too many eggs in this one basket. There's no question that they should have paid more attention to the draft. No no question they should have taken it more seriously. Tried to find players that way and develop uh, and keep. Um, but the the whole idea of going for the the big free agents, I I don't I, I think part of the p- problem was that Dirk was older and it was difficult to attract uh you know a, a free it's just like Kevin Durant going to Golden State would he have gone to Golden State if they don't have Steph Curry you know no he doesn't go there for, for that uh, so uh, you have to have a superstar in his prime I think to make that work uh, unless you are doing a deal like they did in Miami. Where, well, they, they did have Dwayne Wade already, uh, so you know that even even that is is not really a comparable situation. So uh, I guess my question to you is, how much do you blame Mark Cuban for not being able to to lure these guys? Well, I mean, the, the blame ultimately falls on him, of course. So uh, you know, they they went after Darren Williams when Darren Williams was Darren Williams. Uh, they went after Dwight Howard. They went after you know even Carmelo and of course DeAndre last year. So they they picked their you know they have identified who they want and who they need and who fits and and went after him. And you know last year still is you know maybe one of the most remarkable set of events that set a franchise back years uh, that I've ever seen with Jordan when he reneged on the thing. So uh, I you know. I give credit to, to franchises that go out there and keep firing. I, I don't want an owner who's just kind of going to let the status quo go and, 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 and be content to move along and, and build, you know, slow and, and go through 25 win seasons like, you know, some teams are. Now, now do I blame him for not maybe having a little bit more, uh, intuitiveness and, 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 uh, you know, reading the league sometimes a little better? Well, that's, that's a hard thing to do. It's easy to say in hindsight. He ended up reading the Jason Kidd trade pretty good. Jason Kidd was a legitimate star when he when he got him. Right. So you know, I mean, teams hit and they miss. I mean, we tend to remember the misses a whole lot more than we remember the hits. Will AJ Hammonds have a place on this team next year? I, do you see him contributing at all? Probably a place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, um, I mean, we're gonna they start this. Uh, summer league uh, mini camp today i'm going to go out and watch a little of him today and see what what's going on there but but i i don't think uh asking him to come in and be a a contributor in year one eh, you know i I'd, I'd have a hard time seeing it uh, maybe late in the season he he starts to get some ends if he if he you know if he gets his head screwed on right and that's really the only negative we've heard on him uh then yeah if he's a hard worker he'll 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 find a way to, to get some time. Rick Carlisle likes to work guys who just who just work their tails off, so uh, that's going to be a big part of it, uh, you know. But there's a reason why he slipped to 46. Come on, I mean, you know, if, if the whole NBA thinks there's 45 players better than him, then uh, you know that's a hard, hard, uh, hard mountain to climb if you're if you're trying to carve out playing time on a team that thinks it has a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. So the, they have. I think you wrote the the other day that uh, when everything pans out, there will be about two spots open. Does that sound right on the roster? Right now, they've got uh, yeah, they've got thirteen spots spoken for. Uh, there are a couple guys that are in the summer league that I think they want to give give a chance to. 
but they'd still like to go out and get a couple more uh, veterans that that uh, you know that they can that they can keep or acquire. I mean, I, I still think Raymond Felton makes a lot of sense, although they are pretty flush with point guards now. Um, you know, so the, and there's some other names out there. J.R. Smith's not coming here. There's not enough money left to go for anybody that's actually a real name. You're looking at guys who were, you know, backups on teams last year. Now is, is, is all you're is all you're looking at because the Mavs have pretty much spent all their money. When when you talk to Donnie Nelson and he asks your advice, who is the <laughs> guy? Who is the guy who's still out there you'd like to see if they could add a body? LeBron. <laughs> okay, oh. come back from Fantasyland. C- come back okay, to Earth. Uh, well, uh, I like. Um, I'm trying to think who's left on the bottom end there that that, that makes sense. Um, well, let's I, look at position. Know. Is there a position that you think they well, need to shore up? You you can never. They they need shooting. The biggest myth about this team last year was that you know they they had all these great shooters. They couldn't make an open shot. No, they couldn't. This was the, this was the that was the biggest myth about this team is that they because you know you leave other NBA teams you, you leave somebody open for the Clippers or somebody open for the, the Warriors or somebody open for the Spurs they make that shot. You leave them over the Mavericks it's a, it's a it's a iffy situation whether they're going to make the shot. So uh, I I don't think I think they really go out and need to go out and find some somebody who can light it up and fill fill the basket and uh, you know of course. So is everybody else. What 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 does Seth and I'll, I'll say I want to pronounce this name correctly. Seth Curry, what does he bring? Well, he really didn't do much of anything in his first couple of NBA seasons, and then last year uh, played a little with with Sacramento, forty four games I think, and, and uh, he shot it well. I think he shot forty five percent from three point line, so uh, he can shoot. Uh, I, I, now, whether or not he's got any sort of the rest of his game to, to be able to get on the court, um, you know, that remains to be seen. But you know what? I like the bloodlines. You know, I, I, I mean, if you're going to bring a guy in on a on a cheap contract, and, and these days six million for two years is pretty darn cheap, uh, then yeah, I don't have a problem with it. All right, we're going to close it out here in just a second, Eddie, but I wanted to ask you, now that Chandler Parsons has moved on to Memphis, is he going to be the player there that he was not in uh, Houston or Dallas? Well, in Vegas they have a, a saying, don't ever bet against the trend. And I, I just have a hard time seeing him suddenly becoming the you know, the 26-6 and six guy that, that he thinks he's going to be and that he wants to be paid like. And, of course, he is getting paid like now. Uh, of course, everybody's I, getting paid I, like that now. That's true. But I, I commend the Mavericks for not uh, committing, you know, maximum money to this guy. Just based on the injury situation, and um, you know, he's he, he's okay in the locker room. But let's face it, he likes to live the lifestyle. So uh, you know, unless he gets really serious about his commitment to to you know self-sacrifice and some things like that, I don't, I don't know that he's ever going to be. Why should he? Why good. should he? He just got a huge raise. Yeah. Uh, just well, doing doing what he's done. I know, just because he can. That's that's why he does it. So uh, I, you know, and we've all been. Well, some of us remember being young. Y'all maybe do. Uh, but I, you know, I still think I look at Dirk, and he enjoyed the younger parts of his uh, of his pro career. You know, his first few years, he was. We all saw the pictures of him out, kind of uh, enjoying the enjoying the good time and the good life. But you know what? Last ten years. He has been as consummate a professional as there is, and sometimes you have to go through the, you know, grow up a little bit, and, and maybe Parsons will, maybe he will. I hope he does because I do think he's got talent.
All right, before we let you go, I just want to ask this one question. When you guys were on Sports Day on the Air, who asks better questions, Aaron Hardigan or Kevin Sherrington? <laughs> wow. It well, doesn't matter what on. kind of questions you're asking. Imagine what they look like when they ask them. Is that the question? Yeah. yeah I, I, I just on. asked that question. <laughs> who would you we rather all, sit? We all know the answer to that. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, you can't, you can't beat Aaron Hardigan. Come on. No, you can't. You can't meet. She's really good. No, we love Erin. She's great. Uh, here's what and, and she listens to the podcast. And she listens to the podcast. If she's listening to this right now, I want to say that Erin Hargan is a consummate pro. Consummate. Consummate. There consummate. we go. Eddie, thanks so much. Your debut. If, if, only, if only Maverick rookies had such glowing debuts, this franchise would not be in the trouble it's in. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thanks so much for being with us today. And, th- oh, my pleasure, and, th- and, and thanks for not trying to talk baseball like Evan Grant tried to talk Mavericks. Wow, that was and that was embarrassing <laughs> gotta, when he did that. You got to know your limitations. That's right. Thanks, Eddie. We'll Th- see you. I got thanks. You. you know when when Eddie covered the University of Houston and you covered the University yes, of Houston we did. basketball. Um, it was it was quite a pleasure for me to go down and cover the University of Houston because I just said, <laughs> Eddie, what's going on? Kevin, what's going on? Yes, you did. And then I took. I picked both your brains and came up with great that's stuff. Got, that's, how, that's what got you to where you are today. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, no it, question it, about it. it. They, they, said, they talked about a great job you did covering Five Slam and Jamming. Be, because Warner I had two, two of the best sources going. You did write a, a really excellent story. Probably the best story you ever wrote was about Clyde Drexler. I remember that. Best story I ever wrote. No. no. It was good, though. Yeah. Well, was that good. was probably 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, more than 30 years ago. 32. But you know what? Eddie's an old guy, but I still think I'm the oldest guy who's ever been on this podcast. Oh, Goose. We just had Goose. No, I just had Goose. That's right. Eddie's younger than younger than I am. Eddie's he is? a couple years younger than me, yeah. Ooh. When he came in to, 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 for the, uh, to work for the Chronicle, he was right out of school, uh, right out of SMU. He, his first job was at the Houston Chronicle. He must have been a prodigy. He was a prodigy. David McGam, uh, who was the uh, big SMU journalism professor, very well respected in the business. That was his. Eddie was his uh, his guy. His prodigy. Yeah, yeah, no question about uh, it. I started out in Elmira, New York. Elmira. I started out in Pasadena. Then I went not California. Then I went to either. Hollywood and I worked for a newspaper in Hollywood, Florida, named the Hollywood Sun Tatler. That's that was, one of the all time great names. That, for the that, that was a that was great when you used to call people up who didn't who were for, out of the area. You go, I'm from the Hollywood Sun Tatler, and they thought I was from some gossip magazine in well, California. Well, it was a gossip, gossip newspaper. Yeah. In California, we were we were a serious newspaper. Oh yeah, really serious. Why didn't you just say the Hollywood Sun? I would have left. I, that's what I. Out. That's what I always did. I was. Oh, this is Barry Horn from the Holly, from the Hollywood Sun. Tatler, just like that. <laughs> the Tatler, Tommy. Would you read a paper to call the Tatler? Yeah, well, you know yeah, what? Absolutely. In this day and age, yeah. they'd probably get more hits every day. Probably just by, so. By, by, is by it still the, around? No. The, no. The late Hollywood Sun. Tatler. Oh, how many papers did you kill? Just one. That was it. That, that's it. Yeah, just one. The, the Sun Tatler. I, I kill you. you te- killed the Post. Technically, I killed the Houston Post. Well, what are you I, technically, I, I wasn't at the Sun Tatler when it died. Well, either. I wasn't either. I wasn't at the Post when it died. But uh, but you know, I, uh, and then the in Beaumont there was two papers there that it was a combination. Enterprise Journal. It was a morning and an afternoon, and they and they killed the. Eventually, they killed the Journal. Well, so, the Sun Tatler was an afternoon paper, also. I should say. Yeah. So. People don't even know what that means anymore in an afternoon no, paper. Most people don't even know what a morning paper is Oh, anymore. my gosh. Isn't that terrible? Terrible. Look at Tommy over there shaking his head. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. When, we're talking about a time before Tommy was even born. This is Tom, true. Tommy goes, oh, I was three years old. Every time we talk about something. Old. I was four years old. Three years old. Oh, I wasn't born yet. So, Tommy, you were born in 1980? 
That's right, 1980. Yes. Wow, 1980. June 22nd, 1980. Ju- oh, we just celebrated Tommy's birthday. Is tw- is 20. 20- 36. 36. 36 birthday. 36. Way to go, Mr. Numbers. <laughs> that seems like that seems like such an old man too. You're an old man too. Yeah, I am. Yeah, All right, so right. what did we have today, Kevin? Well, Give us the lineup what we well, had. Well, Barry, let me tell you what we had today. We had Evan talking about baseball and fireworks. We had uh, Rick Goosegoblin. Fireworks in his hotel room. In I his think. hotel room. No, no there were no yes, fireworks but in Evan's hotel room. I can that, tell he you was, that. He, he was tied to his hotel room, so he couldn't go watch the fireworks. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was looking out the window with a tear rolling down his cheek. Uh, and then we had. He also did a, an impression of his mom, which you have to listen <laughs> for. I, yes. lo- I love when he does that. You know what? And the thing is, he sounds exactly like his mom. It's very creepy. I have to tell you. I, I, I think that. that, that there's, you know, at some point we're gonna we're gonna stumble into Evan's house and he'll be sitting there with a wig on, <laughs> and it'll be very keep it creepy. moving, the, keep it moving. The cops will come. All right, uh, and then we had Goose. Rick Goose Goslin talking about uh, the NFL and football cards. The old, the oldest guest we've ever had, I'm guessing. At least Steinberg might be older. I don't know. Oh, maybe so. I don't know why you're fascinated with this. Uh, because I just want to prove I'm not the oldest person who's ever yeah, been on we, this. We've podcast. had several that were older, probably. Of course, I'm not the oldest looking person. You know, speaking of people we've had on the podcast before, I was I wanted to bring this up with Evan, but you can never shut him up. Is the uh, when we talked about Ian Desmond? Remember when we talked to C.J. Nikowski? Oh, he loved him. He loved him. Remember what he said? Because I said, because early on when when Desmond got here, he looked terrible. Correct. It looked just like he looked in Washington the last couple of years. Correct. Pulling off the ball and and uh, just wow, just it looked like he was so frustrated. And I'd like to know, I know he gave credit the other day to Bobby Jones for something that Bobby told him to do, which was Bobby told him to make sure you go the opposite way, uh, and that's where you really have a lot of success. And that's what he did, and he was quick to give Bobby that kind of credit, which tells you a lot about Ian Desmond and the kind of guy he is. Um, but uh, that's one of the things that he, that CJ said about him was, oh, no, when he was going good, when we played with him, he, he hit to all fields. I, I knew I knew CJ knew him because he called him Desi the whole time. Desi the whole time. That's exactly right. All yeah. I could think of was I Love Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Time mentioned it. Me and you both. Desi Arnaz. Yeah. Kevin, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye, Tommy. Tommy, now where are you starting? <laughs> right Go ahead, talking to the microphone. Talking. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Starting the music in different places. Just yeah, that's, for, we for like variety. that. That's good. We, we, a little we, variety. We, that's a good. little variety because Lord knows. We need some variety. We're stale. Thank you. Bye. Right, goodbye.